0: Hello and welcome back to Ecuton, the ULEP podcast. My name is Izzy and I'm over the moon with so many positive comments about last week's conversation with Lauren Manley. It's so rewarding to have so much incredible feedback about this latest platform for the SU. And I hope that this can continue to be a resource for all of our current students and prospective as well. Um, so today I'll be joined by Edward Morena, who is a lecturer at the university and is also the head of department. Um, so he will be coming on to talk about his upcoming book launch, um, as well as careers within the climate sector and his vision as the head of department for ULIT. I'm super excited to have this conversation from a completely different perspective on the university, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Okay, thank you for joining me. Well,
1: thanks for the invitation. <laughs> um,
0: so I'm going to start with my quick five questions. So my yeah. first one is, what is your best hidden gem in Paris?
1: My best hidden gem. Yeah. Uh, hmm, that's a good question. Um,
0: Favorite place to visit.
1: Yeah. actually, I mean, it's 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 not in Paris. It's just outside of Paris. Okay. Um One place I really like going to is um, the the public team. Well, in Saint-Ouen, the pub, the Red Star football. Yes, so good. The bar, actually, the bar that's just in front of it. Yes, it's like brilliant. Place I, I mean, I used to go there quite a lot. Yeah. Before. I, haven't, I haven't been there in a while because my like just family. Business mm-hmm. uh, children. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a place I, I enjoy. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, I, I actually just enjoy that area in general. I yeah. like it, like in weekends as well with the with the booths and yeah, the, all the areas. Which I think is really nice. Yeah, definitely.
0: So, we had um so George Boxall did his dissertation yeah, on that last year. I, yeah and he it. would it's get fantastic. a group of us going oh, went, up all the time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, really fun. It? Loved it. Yeah. So like such a nice atmosphere compared to central yeah. paris.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the thing. It's uh, yeah, it's Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I mean that's what we try. I mean I think it's something we need to encourage students to do more. Yeah, so, definitely. To kind of just go on the other side of the Yeah. There's just some really interesting venture outside. things to do. Yeah. yeah.
0: So leading on from that then, yeah. what would be your go-to order at that bar?
1: My like, go-to order at <laughs> that bar. Well, I mean they, they serve uh, since it's a red star they serve Heineken. Nice. <laughs> because of the red star yeah, on the Yeah, makes bottle. sense. So I guess when I go there that's usually what I drink. Nice. Uh which is yeah.
0: Yeah, solid choice.
1: <laughs> not very original. <laughs> so. No,
0: not at all. But a good choice. Yeah. Um my third question is, if you could study one module at Ulip, what would it be? If you were a Oof. student
1: i was a student um well i'm very intrigued by the new module that's being taught by davide uh, the third year model uh, the third year module on the yes. Anthropocene.
0: yeah
1: i mean I, I had a i actually what well, amongst i added a, a reader just for myself just so that i could read oh, nice. a text because so i thought the selection was really interesting um and then i'm also i think i think a lot of students are actually uh, quite a big fan of, of, of Joanne's yes. <laughs> modules. It's so good. <laughs> she, she has a lot of really cool modules. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The, nice. The ones on gender, the ones on, I mean, her also, the, the, the kind of modules she also kind of co-develops mm-hmm. with with, with, uh, with Eugene on um, critical theory. Yeah. And, uh, and also the stuff she does on cultural studies. Yeah. I mean, it's these are all areas that I'm really not an expert in. And, um, yeah, I'm always very impressed by yeah you. Just, uh, again, I kind of read through the text. And, uh, yeah, it's very original, very yeah, very engaging. Definitely. Yeah, so very inspiring for me as well. <laughs> nice!
0: <laughs> Question four. If you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be?
1: Oof. Wow. Uh, uh, let's see.
0: First person that comes to mind.
1: First person that comes to <laughs> mind. Uh... It's a tough one no you know quite a few uh people but um it's not very again not very original i'm actually i mean probably millions of people are like me but i'm actually quite a big beatles fan it's like, nice yeah yeah but like george harrison more than nice. like if it was one person in on the beatles i'd probably yeah. be very intrigued to meet. i think he's he has the kind of yeah, he's the kind of the more the mystical guy in the group yeah and, um, definitely he has kind of this aura as well but, yeah um, you know he's kind of more discreet and yeah and uh yeah so i'd probably I'd probably have i'd love to yeah yeah chat with him nice <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then my last question is what would your top tip be for current or future unit students
1: like top tip um uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of connects to, to the, the, the to my hidden kind of yeah. place. I think it's really kind of, I'd really encourage students to, I mean, I think a lot of students do engage with the city, but I think it's mm-hmm. also engaging with the suburbs yeah. uh, of the city, so what's around it, but also, I mean, I think, you know, France in general. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I think there's just so many things to, to see and to visit. Definitely. Um, yeah, to kind of engage with the world I guess uh, I think that's uh, that's something that I think you know you've really got to make the most of yeah. and, and obviously you know being in Paris I think it's uh, yeah it's 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 such a such a, an interesting place mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time as I say it's everything around it as well yeah. it's also really interesting and um, yeah P- Paris has, has, has kind of become a, a bit of a museum kind of city yeah um, and I feel that the kind of the more engaging Edgier stuff is 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 actually outside. Of yeah, it. definitely. Um, and you know, so so I think that's also an effort we need to make in our own, even in our our teaching, in our lectures. Mm. Um, you know, to also decenter as well, kind of our our own teaching, in a way a little bit from Paris. Yeah, know. nice. Um, that's interesting. So even like site visits, you know, maybe yeah. just kind of go out a bit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs>
1: The bonnie, but also yeah. with the rest of the country I think yeah um, why not something we need to
0: work on definitely especially now COVID's over and done exactly with. <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely no no that was yeah that was that was a tough that was a yeah. tough period I know for students it was very difficult and yeah uh, definitely I think now that yeah. the situation is better we should definitely make the most of it
0: yeah definitely um so I wanted to talk to you today about your new book yeah. coming out um can you tell us a bit about it
1: yeah, um, so, yeah, so yeah. this book so is published in French with uh, La Découverte, uh, it's coming out uh, on the 9th, so this uh, next coming Thursday, um, and it's a book that in a way is, um, it kind of builds on research uh, I've been doing for, for quite a few years now, um, I kind of really started working on climate um, and environmental issues um About ten years ago, um, and I kind of got interested in uh, philanthropic foundations. I was interested in philanthropy and philanthropy's role in the the international climate debate, and then I guess from that, then I started to become interested in philanthropists. um, And so, effectively, kind of um, high net worth individuals, and you know, why they're interested in climate change, and so you know, these are people I'm. I also started to see more and more of at um, international climate conferences, I, mm-hmm. you know, I attended various COPs kind of doing um, observational work there, and it was just kind of interesting to see how you know, over the years we had uh, people like Jeff Bezos, Michael Bloomberg, all these people kind of started to to be more and more visible uh, right. at these events, um, and so, yeah, I kind of find that interesting, I mean, I was kind of intrigued by that, and yeah. wondered, you know, what why would they want to engage in the climate debate? Um, and uh, yeah, so the book I guess kind of builds on that and uh, tries to not just analyze the kind of super rich as. I mean, there's a there's been a lot of stuff on the super rich and their you know their super yachts and their and their jets and mm-hmm. uh, you know they're kind of very. Um, yeah, their their lifestyles as being kind of responsible for you know the climate crisis and uh, you know their carbon footprints etc. etc. I mean, I think that's something that I not acknowledged in the book, but I'm also interested in looking at um, why, in a way, uh, they they would have an interest in engaging in the debate. You know, because I guess you know when you're also when you're super rich, you. Your money isn't just kind of stored you no, know, it's not just under your under your mattress. It's yeah. actually like, you know, you invest, your money is invested in, in various assets and, mm-hmm. and these different assets, you know, can be, I don't know, um, uh, a luxury apartment block in Miami or uh or uh, I don't know, uh, you know, um shares in uh in shell or in google mm-hmm. uh um, those those assets are also exposed to the climate crisis and so i guess it's it's almost in your interest to also engage in the debate because you know you want your own you know you want effectively to secure your assets and make sure that you don't uh, um, lose uh, money and that mm-hmm. you also therefore don't lose power so so i guess that was the idea trying and understand why they engage in the debate by looking at why they would have an interest in engaging in the, in the climate right. debate.
0: Yeah. Were there any particular case studies you looked at?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, in the book, I kind of focus. Um, I mean, I, there's one person I focus on I'm really interested in is Al Gore. I mean, right. He doesn't come out as necessarily being like, you know, he, he, he is quite wealthy actually. <laughs> um, so I think he's, yeah, he's probably got a few million yeah. uh, dollars. Um, and he, but he's also, I mean, he's an interesting person because he also has this image of uh, kind of a climate activist. And so, right. I guess in the eyes of many, he's also seen as this kind of, you know, um, yeah, this kind of well-known kind of climate activist, very engaged in the in the climate debate. He takes part in all the kind of big UN climate conferences, and um, he's quite respected in that in that space. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's also someone who he also has a. a, a he also has a kind of an asset management company. So he's also into kind of climate finance. And so he has those kind of, he has those different caps. Yeah. Um, and for me, he, he really represents the, this kind of new kind of climate elite that's emerging that kind of pu- pushes this very kind of, uh, this kind of win-win narrative, this kind of idea that, you know, um, it, you know, addressing the climate crisis, yeah, so it's good for the climate, but it's also good for business. You know, right. you can make a lot of money as well by engaging in in, in climate action. Um, so yeah, so he's one of the people that I do kind of analyze, and mm-hmm. uh, I kind of try and, I guess, yeah, try and analyze also the both all aspects of his of his uh, persona. Uh, um, but yeah, so then yeah, I also kind of refer to various. Um, super rich uh, people who are also quite active in the debate like mm-hmm. you know Jeff Bezos Richard Branson yeah. and people like that yeah, of course. who are also quite, quite present I guess in the, yeah. in the conversation yeah.
0: nice and will students get a chance to read your book Yeah, gonna,
1: yeah I think I'll probably if, yeah there'll be definitely a copy in the library um, yeah and then I'll uh, be no, yeah I'll probably be presenting it uh, I don't yeah, know if I'll be presenting it at ULIT but yeah I'll, I'll probably be talking about it um, nice. in different faces <laughs> <laughs> i don't know to what extent students at ulip will be interested I mean, it's always very yeah uh, yeah it's uh
0: always worth know. a shot
1: it's always worth a yeah. shot absolutely um but yeah so we'll see
0: brilliant um so in terms of is this your first book that you published
1: no it's nice. uh i mean it's let's say it's the first book where it's like targeted like i guess a kind of a broader audience okay um, the the publishers is more kind of uh, I mean it was also what they I mean, working with them it was something that they wanted me to do is to try and have something that wasn't overly academic right um, yeah which which is kind of an interesting it's an interesting challenge when yeah. you are an academic because I guess it's it also you're kind of in a way exposing yourself a bit um, and you yeah. know there's kind of a thing within kind of academia where you know, you're your, your credibility as an academic also depends on your ability to sound like very complicated yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so trying to kind of simplify things is not necessarily seen like in a in a, in a positive light I'd say by, by some because they say well you know yeah, it's not academic enough, let's say. Uh, so, so yeah. So we'll see how it's received. I'm yeah. kind of more, I, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I'm more curious and in a way, slightly worried more about how it will be received <laughs> within academic circles, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but but at the same time, I think what's really great is that yeah, it's it's uh, it should. I mean, it, it, I hope it will be more more widely read yeah. than than other things that I've already published. Because I, I mean, I published um, another a book on specifically on climate philanthropy. In twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. uh, and it was translated into French as well in twenty eighteen, and so, uh, so it was my first monograph, uh, right. and that was, yeah, as I say, it was it was it was more, it was left, it was published in an academic uh, publishers, and it was targeted more at an academic audience, which which is very restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I guess this book is is maybe targeted more towards a, a wider audience of people who are just interested in, in the climate debate. Yeah but also, you know, people who are also engaged or involved in the debate as well. Um, So I I hope it kind of generates, I I hope it generates some interesting discussions.
0: Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. In terms of your career then within climate research, how did you get to this point?
1: Um, How did I get to it? I mean, I initially, I started off, my, my PhD was actually on... Um, I, I studied farmers' movements uh, okay. so kind of focusing more on agriculture and uh, um, so my, my PhD was on this this French uh, farmers' union called the Confédération Paysanne but I guess the, the specificity of this union was that it was also engaged in what at the time was called the anti-globalisation movement, so in the late 90s, early 2000s there was quite a big movement around like a critique of neoliberal globalisation right. um, and so they were engaged in that and so I guess from that I kind of also got interested in this kind of broader movement, which also included a lot of um, groups and activists who were already starting to take an interest in environmental issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess that's also how I kind of transitioned, I guess, from a, a something that was very focused on agriculture towards something that was more focused on environmental issues. So, yeah, so, so I kind of transitioned more towards these justice issues. I looked at it as, you know, the, at one point I, fo- I focused a lot on, on trade unions, right. so on labour, um, and the kind of connection between labor and the environmental and climate crisis. And then it was kind of weird because then I kind of suddenly switched um, to uh, no longer, well, I'm still interested in kind of justice and the kind of climate justice and environmental justice, but um, but rather than focusing on kind of movements that are kind of representing, let's say, the the, more, the most vulnerable, I'm actually more interested now in elites um, right. and uh and how they're also engaged in that debate yeah. and you know I, I don't know to what extent it also reflects my my own kind of privileged um, upbringing and mm-hmm. you know who I am as well in a way I, I almost feel more comfortable uh, talking about <laughs> rich people not that I'm I'm rich but just uh, I, I I guess I, I feel that I I'm, I'm in a way kind of s- I feel a bit more legitimate to mm-hmm. talk about those those groups and yeah. uh, um than others uh, um, and so so yeah so that's kind of how I shifted more oh, towards okay. the study of elites yeah um, and my I mean I've always been interested as to um, I me, mean, I, I guess the, the and this is something you may have experienced at ULIP I think in ULIP we have in terms of our um, academic team we have a lot of people who are very um, focused in theory mm-hmm. um, and they have amazing kind of uh, backgrounds more in kind of political thought, political theory. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, in my case, it's. it's yeah, I don't pretend at all. <laughs> I'm always very impressed to talk to them because I always feel that they have, like, a, yeah, they just use so many complicated yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> concepts. Yeah. Whereas my, 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 my research, I guess, my, my profile has been more kind of focused on uh, observational work, uh, um, so things that are more kind of... Um, grounded in um, observation yeah. and uh, engagement as well with actors, so looking right. more at actors. Um, and so that's also what has led me to to also, in a way, kind of combine research with kind of a form of engagement with, mm-hmm. uh, with, with actual actors. Um, so, for instance, I've, I've worked a bit with um, a small kind of UN uh, research institute based in Geneva on mm-hmm. this notion of just transition. So this idea being to do all research that, I, I also, I mean, the idea being to produce research, that's like academic research, but also to think about how that research can be translated into policies or into you know, actions. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, it's something I've always been interested in doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess again, and I have a I have tremendous respect for 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 people who are kind of. Um, or, you know, who, who, who are more focused solely on the academic stuff and, mm-hmm. the, you know, and the thinking around academic, uh, you, know, uh, you know, academic thinking with theory. Uh, but I guess um, I, I don't feel, I mean, for a start, I don't feel that I'm, I'm good enough to do that. <laughs> and at the same time, I've always been, uh, I mean, my, my whole, I guess, academic career, and even my, when I was doing my PhD, I, I did a part-time PhD because I, I wanted to do research while at the same time being active, yeah. I guess, or engage with kind of actors on the ground. So, yeah. so yeah. So, so that you know, it's I guess yeah. My what's always been interesting for me, from, like as a academia for me, I always feel that you know, I mean, my, my approach to academia is to, to to try and do research, as I say, that could be relevant either, yeah. either to movements, either to institutions, mm-hmm. uh, to try and think about well, how can that how can that research also feed into.
0: Nice. policy
1: debates or discussions yeah you know,
0: definitely uh, if you had any advice for say third years that want to go into the climate justice sector what would your kind of first point of advice be
1: um well I mean I, I think for a start think it's, it's uh <laughs> I mean the, I think more generally I think the the and I think that's also what we've tried to do at ULIP is the reason why we've tried to focus a bit more on kind of the environment or climate change is because obviously there's growing interest from students, but mm-hmm. it's also because simply, I mean, I mean, most of the kind of, at least you know in the coming years, it's going to be kind of a central issue, yeah. so in particular this issue of like transitions, or how, yeah. do we, how do we ensure that we are, you know, the, the transition towards a low carbon economy. And so I think, you know, um, I guess, kind of coming back to your point on this idea of a climate justice sector, I think, um, while there are kind of climate justice groups and there are kind of specific organizations that are kind of really focused on this notion of climate justice, Mm -hmm. I think that one of the big issues will be to to actually mainstream the climate issue but also more generally kind of mainstream, also ideally mainstream climate justice throughout, you know, the economy. So, you know, regardless of where you're working, regardless of what you do, kind of, Finding ways of um, uh, mainstreaming uh, the kind of ideas that are associated with, you know, climate justice or the just transition or whatever, in 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 everything we do, mm. um, and I think that's going to be the real issue. So so as I say, I think the whole. Um, I mean, I think ideally, what we should be trying to do is to 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 actually um, ensure that these these ideas are present. You know. In finance, are yeah. present in all the sectors, yeah. You know, and that, and I think you know that's so 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 I, obviously I think if students want to go on to specifically work around kind of climate justice or kind of do kind of campaigning work, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, there there are there are obviously um, a number of kind of NGOs that work on this, there are a number of think tanks that work on this, and yeah. and then obviously I think I'm sure there will be kind of opportunities for them to also work in those in those spaces, mm-hmm. but um, but I think. More generally, I think that what's also really important is that, you know, people that you know decide to, I don't know, whatever their line of work, that they hopefully, you know, coming out of ULIP, that they could have, and hopefully out of the modules that we teach that are related to that, they kind of come out of there with this idea, well, how can I also transform my own workplace, yeah. or how can I transform my own sector, mm-hmm. uh, um, to... to you know because it will i think it is inevitable in a way um, so it's it's better to think ahead and to prepare for that transition yeah rather than you know um just uh have to kind of um, react in a way to, to something that's imposed upon us you know? definitely um so, so yeah but you know if, as i say if if obviously and that's if students need some specific ideas of what they can do, <laughs> I'm more than happy to share them with
0: you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. So that's all the questions I have from me. Okay. Um, do you have any questions for us in the SU?
1: For you in the SU? Um, huh. It's like a job interview, isn't it? No, <laughs> It's like, not do you have all. any interviews? <laughs> do you have any questions for you? Um, I don't know if I have any questions. No, no. I mean, I think, uh, I think that, I mean, obviously... I think the SU occupies such an important place at UCL. I mean, I think it is the you know, I mean at least now as well. I mean, this is my other cap as head of department. Yeah. I think it's just uh, you know f- over the past few months since I took on the, the, the job, I just I think I've just realised how I think I already knew it before, but I've realised even more how, how central the SU is to to kind of the I guess the cohesion of this kind of broader UCL community mm-hmm. as well, and acting as this kind of intermediary as well between the academic staff and, and, and the students um so I think I mean I, I don't really have any questions I guess no, it's yeah. more kind of uh, just I guess I yeah I'd just like to thank you for that oh, because it's very <laughs> it is very important for us um, and you know the all the work that you put into you know what you do is, is really is really key mm-hmm. um I think you know moving forward and I think that's that's the thing that I think where I'd like to as well us to have kind of a, a broader conversation is how can we, how can we improve things? And, and in a way I think that, you know, it, 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 yeah, it's, it's kind of, how can we improve things and how can we really reinforce as well this kind of sense of community? Yeah. Um, um, and I think there are things that we can kind of explore together. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, we have challenges as well that I guess relate to the nature of the space itself, which I think is, is a really important question Yeah. That I, I hope, be able to talk about is also how how we occupy this space, and, and to what extent can we also create spaces mm-hmm. where um, staff or academic staff administrative staff and students can, um, I guess, exchange more yeah. in a more informal manner. Yeah. Um, because I think that's one of the maybe one of the things that, at least again from a very personal perspective, I feel is 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 is, is a bit challenging here. Mm-hmm. Is that you know there is this tendency for us to just come here. To teach, and then to leave, or yeah. for students to come here to go. To. Um, it, it's kind of a. Uh, we we have also more incentives to just like, stay here and stay mm-hmm. and sit down and like I don't know interact as I say in, in informally. And, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so so I think that's that's something to work on. But as I say, I think yeah, uh, that's. that's it. I'm sure that yeah, I'm just, I'm just very thankful that you know the SU is is there I mean, it's, it's also great to have like someone or interlocutors that we can yeah. engage with no, um, definitely. on a regular basis about these kind of questions
0: no that's good to hear thank you very much no thank you that's everything
1: great <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was really interesting thank you no you're
1: welcome um yeah
0: uh, yeah <laughs>